Welcome to episode 56 of Story Mode, a video game podcast, the official podcast of StoryModeGaming.com. I'm your host, Jesse Monroe, and today I'm joined by the KFC Nugget himself, Simon Evans. Thanks. Hungus Chungus, Keelan Simpson. It's Jungus. Thank you very much. Jungus, whatever. Oh, and a sweet, delectable snack. That is Josh Cotter. Dip me in your potato and gravy. No. God damn, son. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How we doing? How we doing tonight, everybody? I feel like I owe you dinner for that better, first. Better now. <laughs> better now. <laughs> yeah. mm. oh, there's so many, there's so much like fast food. Like innuendo I could do, but I'm not. I'm going to save that for the post-show. And if you're wondering why we're talking about fast food, we've been talking pre-show about what fast food place has the best nuggets and sort of, to an extent, berating Simon for his choices. If you want to be part of that conversation, we do stream these podcasts live on twitch.tv forward slash story mode AUS. Yes, got it. Well done. Um, We record these live, these podcasts. So if you want to be part of the conversation and the pre-show and the post-show and all that type of stuff, make sure you're checking that out. But... In the meantime, hey guys, doing? Yeah. Very good. Very good. Very, Very good. hungry. I can smell Simon's red <laughs> yeah, rooster. I regret. Oh, Honestly, I, I am so hungry. Right, now. I haven't eaten anything at all today. Well, for for clarification, I got up at eight thirty and I haven't eaten a single thing. And it is Simon. What would your mother four? say? Mm. Could be like. Well, what are you doing? Do you want? Do you want me to what make you some for? food? Or <laughs> I mean, depending depending <laughs> on her mood, she might either say. Do you want me to make you some food? Or she'll be like, well, that's your own fucking problem then in this again. <laughs> <laughs> what a woman. Yeah. Well, guys, I woke up early this morning. Uh, went down to the local coal. We bought some we bought some sliced meats, some salamis, if you will. Ooh. Some bread, some nice cheese. Me and my partner sat down and we watched the goddamn Snyder Cut, didn't we? Look, it's better than I expected it to be, but cool. I am dizzy. That no movie should be that long. At one yeah. point, I started hallucinating. Like halfway through, I just didn't know what was happening. I got up. I I repotted a plant. You repotted like, a I, plant. I, I, I just kind of completely like disassociated with my body at one point. But it was pretty good. It was better. <laughs> okay, I completely disassociated, but it still was better than I expected. Just. What are you doing, Zack uh, Snyder? What the? What? Why? Why? Like, stop! I have no words. Scripts so should have word limits. You're saying that his artistic vision caused you to disassociate from your body. That is <laughs> next yeah. level artistry, Jesse. <laughs> why are more was, people was that, not um, talking about this? What's the resolution yeah, on the whole film? Work, yeah. It was all that. It was sort of like optical illusion. It was hypnotism. <laughs> Mm. Seeing this, like, sort of minotaur pig man covered in metal spikes. I saw somebody say that the movie looks like a whole, like a, like a GPU benchmark, and it completely does. Oh, there are just totally. things in there oh that look like, it's like, oh, cool, like the new GTX, that looks pretty sweet. <laughs> it's just all like, it looks like they're showing up ray tracing oh, on the arm. Because, like, like, look how these little metal things that would have no logical function on armor. Look how they reflect light. Like, all right. But like, it's still, like, like, still like a pig man. I don't it care. It looks like one from the mid 2000s, though. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. This film, it, it feels like a mid 2000s film. It feels like um, Sucker Punch, but if Sucker Punch went for four hours, it actually oh Sucker God. Punched you at some point. It was I actually <laughs> I saw some really funny like reactions from like fans to the Snyder Cut saying, like, you could see that, like, pretty much you could sum up the entire film. 
just with a shot of Steppenwolf and how different he looks now. It's like this person was defending the Snyder cut by saying like the reflections on his scaly hide or something like reflected Snyder's vision or something. <laughs> Somebody was getting really up their own ass with it and I thought it was the goddamn funniest thing and then ensured oh. that I'd never see it. <laughs> I lo- so, like, okay, to be frank, it is m- like leagues better than the league with a bad choice of words there. <laughs> I disagree. Is- I think that was fantastic. That was pretty good. That was, that it was is phenomenal. leagues yeah, was beyond the original Justice League, the one that um Josh, Josh Whedon did. Joss. Um, this was way better and yeah, had some genuinely cool moments on it, but just utter wank of it all. <laughs> well, I tell you what, like I actually really enjoyed Batman v Superman when that came out. I like didn't get quite a lot of the hate for it because I thought it was just an interesting world kind of take. Thank you. Heck yeah. I like Thank I like you. Superman a lot as well. So I, I didn't mind Man, Man of Steel. It wasn't my kind of Superman. I prefer a Smallville kind of like a more human, humanized take. Whereas I feel like Zack Snyder sees, you know, Superman as an alien who just crashed on the on Earth and, you know, causes trouble. Um, but I started he, watching... Just call, just call the trouble for a troublemaker. I started watching uh, Joss Whedon's Justice League um, a little bit after it came out because I was really bummed out I didn't get to see it at the theatres. Um I started watching it, got about eight minutes in, and hard tapped out. <laughs> As somebody yeah. who liked Batman v Superman. <laughs> fair call. Yeah. yeah. Fair, but just, just fair warning, though, with the Snyder Cut, the movie does start with um, Superman screaming for about five minutes. <laughs> I heard of that. Okay. Oh, yeah. You actually see, like, the sound waves of his pained scream travel around the world. You actually see the sound waves. It, and then you realise, oh, that's gone for five minutes. Hmm. Credit, like, the title still hasn't come up, but credits are still coming. Oh, it's one of those films. But, hey, it was good. But the funniest thing I've seen so far, because it's very divisive, this film, um, and you get people probably overtly hating Snyder and people going way too far trying to defend him, but people are just posting quotes. I remember just being, like, um, you know, revolutionary produ- um, director, Zack Snyder, and one of his quotes was, it was originally going to be... Um, a trilogy of five films. Like, <laughs> <ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy, buddy. Uh, that's, that's a trilogy. That one. Oh my god! But just, just like the whole Batman v Superman, I think earned him a lot of immediate hate. But because it came out around the similar time as Civil War, and everyone was singing praises about it, but I found Civil War to be just as shit. Nah, man. Civil I found War Civil War to be. So boring. It's just like, no, Steve, don't do it. But Tony, he's my friend. But I'm your friend. But he's my oh, friend. Right, my heart breaks every I, time. The bromance. No, it was. It was just. Rock but it was just hard. that so many times Hyman. over. I'm like, I don't care. Think about <laughs> if you had to kill either me or Ke- okay. Wait, that's probably a bad example. Kieran <laughs> or Josh. <laughs> okay. Would you have that like, oh no, he's my friend, he's my friend, oh no. I wish Jesse was here, but I killed him early on. Oh, <laughs> I'm just killing everyone, apparently. I've gone in a round. No, just, 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 and just I'm murdering me. everyone. It's like I killed Jesse before I even had to. I can't believe yeah, you killed all these people. I wasn't people. even being forced upon me yet. Simply based on their choice of nuggets, Simon. Not cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, Not cool, man. <laughs> and Kill and I both agreed, man. The McNugget. Can't oh, be busy. Speaking of eating. That's all right. Mm, that's all, that's okay. Itchy tasty. Yeah. <laughs> well, this week, 
tomorrow, if you're watching us live in the uh, the old Twitch stream, marks 25 years since Capcom first made a generation piss at the pants collectively with the introduction of Resident Evil, aka Biohazard, and all of its zombie-fueled, extra eyeball-growing, herb-fusing, virus-controlled glory. Shit. <laughs> first up, Resident Evil. Where 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 we seen with Resident Evil as a franchise? Top tier franchise. I have mixed, one of my all time favorites. <laughs> Go. The best horror franchise. I Silent don't know. Hill. Silent Hill for oh, okay. me. Yeah, Silent, it's got to be Silent Hill. Oh, yeah. Silent Hill? But I mean, I like, think it's purely weight of numbers. Resident Evil gets for me. I I, I have mixed feelings towards Resident Evil as a franchise. Hmm. Mm. I, you're gonna you're gonna fucking hate this episode, then. Well, let, let me let me elaborate. <laughs> okay, I love and appreciate the majority of it. I feel like when it hits well, it hits so fucking well. But when it misses the mark, it is pretty awful. It can be, yeah, that's fair. It can be devastatingly bad at yeah. times. Yes. Keelan, how do you feel about the franchise? Um, I have. Very few feelings about it as a whole, but I appreciate and value what it's contributed towards gaming as a whole because it's influenced so many things that I hold dear and important to me. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I think good. Yeah. It's a franchise I really like, but I actually haven't played that many games in it. The ones I've played, I've for the most part really liked, but I see some from a distance, like who, given that a wide berth, that looks garbage yeah so maybe i just have a bit of rose in the glass because i'm only experiencing the ones that are you know critically acclaimed as well but to celebrate what we decided to do is uh take a bit of a stroll down memory lane a tank controlled stroll down memory lane um <laughs> so let's um let's get into it let's start off as most timeline lists start let's start at the beginning uh, right, very good place to start 1996 Resident Evil Biohazard, released for the PS1. Um, game followed Chris Redfield and Jill, Jill Valentine. You could choose to play either one side of the game. Um, members of STARS Task Force. Does anyone know what STARS stands for? I always forget. Special Tactics and um, Rescue raccoons. Services or something. Raccoon City, Dumb but City's an like S. Um, rescue. Yes, yeah, so you have to rescue members of the STARS Task Force, which in the first game include the young Albert Wesker um, as they mm. investigate Raccoon City's outskirts following the disappearance of the team of the, the team um, along the way players f- fight hordes of T-virus infected zombies dogs giant spiders sharks all sorts of animals I they need to bring more animals back to the series That's oh yeah me. oh yeah which one had it didn't one of them have an elephant that locked a door there's an, an elephant, elephant that I, locked I, a door I can't remember which one it is, but you fight, there's an elephant and it runs into like, uh, past a, uh, like a mansion gate or like, a, maybe even the zoo gate and the door closes behind it and locks. It's like, did that elephant lock the door? <laughs> I'm jumping ahead. Yeah, yeah, I first yeah. conceived by producer Takura Fujiwara as a remake of his early, early game um, called Sweet Home. Uh, this originally pitched as almost like a 3D version of Sweet Home. Um, it establishes many conventions seen later in the series, including the control scheme, the inventory system, where you bit of Tetris there, the save system, which actually used to be a little bit different. You know how you've always saved with typewriters? Oh, yeah. games? 
Back then, there was a resource you had to use to save. You had to pick up ink ribbons to use on the typewriters. And if you don't have them, you don't save. Ooh. No thanks. Um, And also use 3D models superimposed over pre-rendered backgrounds. Um, But one of the big things this game had, and it's sort of infamous for... I don't say infamous because I don't love the... How do you guys feel about tank controls? For, For people who aren't sure what tank controls are you basically push yourself around with one stick um and so all the d-pad and then use the other stick to rotate no so it's it's so both on the same like, stick yeah, same it's same just stick? that you turn left and right on the spot if it makes sense on the spot yes. sorry yeah 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 you know um, it's all on one stick tank controls it has it has uh-huh. its place and i think the resident evil franchise implemented it pretty well the whole reason that a lot of those first few games were so tense is because they had tank controls. Yes. And you would yeah. panic and you would freak out and it just it heightened your heart rate. You were just, you're going crazy. There's dogs attacking you, you know. It's, <laughs> it worked well. I yeah. could not play something like that now, though. Never. No. Never I think, yeah, I, I think games have evolved too much. Like, I couldn't go back to it. But even, even back then, it was a bit too... I never played the early Resident Evil games. I jumped on number four because I'm a coward and these scared me too much. Well, the thing is, um, it's it's essentially like the controls you have in a modern third-person game, just you're not behind their shoulders. So you are still turning left and right. Um, just, yeah, on the spot, kind of like an early first-person game, like a Gears of War 1 or a Resident Evil 4, I guess. My my brain just does not compute with it. it yeah, I'm just not compatible with it for some reason. I, <laughs> I feel, it's probably I feel more like on me. I mean, I mean Resident it, Evil games were quite successful, so maybe it is a me thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really the best way to do fixed cameras, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, like, it's the only way yes. because you run into the problem where, like, you know, God of War has fixed cameras. It doesn't have tank controls, of course. But you find yourself, you run into the next, the scene transitions and your screen flashes and it goes to your next thing as you walk around a corner or something in a building. Um, and Kratos will all of a sudden go flying off in another direction that you're not expecting. And you're like, Kratos, oh, why are you just changing your direction? In, um, uh, the medium would do yeah. that a lot. That's it. It's, uh, it's, oh, no, now I'm remembering The easiest fix like for that game. is uh. just the tank controls. It's why they had them. And it's mm. why the medium wouldn't feel good with normal controls and i think i think with the tank controls as well is that um keep in mind that back in back in those days not every controller had two analog sticks yeah so that was a large i think a large factor and people hadn't gone okay well let's just dedicate one to turning and the other one to moving they were like stick it on the one well yeah i mean like that's how things had to be when resident evil came out there wasn't analog sticks on a ps1 controller Mm. for sure no um oh the original was the original ones which is weird to look at. Ugh. I was cleaning out my cupboard and I have like a bunch of old controls and I was like picking them up like, ugh. The old PS2 ones, I feel like they could just like fly away in a stiff breeze. <laughs> like them. Now, Resident Evil 1, produced by Shinji Mikami. Do you know what before Resident Evil, you know what games he had? He had just made Disney games. True. He'd made like a handful of Disney games. And they were like, nah, you can have this. Because they, they didn't expect this game to really take off. They just thought, eh. Fuck it, we'll give it a shot. Gave it to somebody who they could kind of afford to have making a game like this. It could be a failure. It's not really a big loss if it is. But it went on to be uh, critically and commercially acclaimed um, and is often credited for creating survival horror as a as a, hor- as a genre of gaming. 
mm. phenomenal. Which obviously meant there was going to be a sequel. So in 1998, we had Resident Evil 2. Which, oh, despite yeah. some internal struggles between um, Mikami and the rest of the team, is the best-selling Resident Evil game for a single platform, shipping 5.77 million copies on the, on the PlayStation. Uh, more importantly, the game introduced my favorite Resident Evil character. Oh, yeah. Leon S. Kennedy, who was based off one of the artists on the team's Bloodhound, like pet Bloodhound. He's based off a dog. What? What? So, I don't know. My, my crush on, on, Leon, on Leon Kennedy... Don't God, that is a good fucking fringe though. <laughs> what <Come> a fringe. <laughs> Maybe that's why I like Resident Evil 4 so much, because every time he flicked his fringe out of the way, I could do mine as well. I'm like, oh, ah, yeah. yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, finally, I'm on the screen. Um and we also had uh, Mr. Um Mr. X. Um We'll talk about two and and three probably a little bit more down the track because they've uh been remade recently, and I think for at least, you know, probably people listening to this are probably more known for their remakes. Um, between 2000 and 2004, because of how popular 1, 2, and 3 were, we just got a ton of Resident Evil games. And I think this is that messy sort of area where I was starting to get more into games and was looking at all the Resident Evil games like, okay, people keep saying these are really good, but these don't all look great. It could just be because of the amount that came out. So we had... Resident Evil Survivor, Resident Evil Code Veronica, Resident Evil Survivor 2, Code Veronica, Resident Evil Gaiden, which we'll come back to in a moment, Resident Evil Zero, Resident Evil Dead Aim, Resident Evil Outbreak, Resident Evil Outbreak File 2, and the one good one, Resident Evil, the original remake. Now, Josh, you got into the remake, right? Yeah, that's where I came in. I came in with the re-release when they brought it out on PS4 and Xbox One. That was back in 2014, 2015. Um, and that's just where I jumped in. Um, you know, it was hard, um, trying to get into a franchise like that. Um, for one reason, I, uh, I was terrified of anything remotely re- related to horror. Um, I was just a big, big old scaredy cat growing up. Um, so I wouldn't touch anything like that with a five foot pole. Um, so it was really kind of like, um, a test of my bravery to hop in and <laughs> try to give this one a shot and try to hop on it. Um, and it worked and it clicked and I, I beat it about like five times and speed ran it and did all that stuff and just had a really fascinating time with it. Um, I think what's most interesting about Remake itself is just that it takes the series in such a different direction. You have a look at footage from the first Resident Evil and it's hokey and there's like, of course, Dude. the voice acting's weird. You know, it is so campy. That's yeah. the reason I could not play the first one. Um, there's a bit where um, Jill almost gets squashed, and Barry's Jill like, sandwich. <laughs> "You are almost a Jill sandwich." Yeah, that's and right. When I heard that, I just I stopped playing. Uh, like I didn't pick it up from them. So they've yeah, changed then. the tone with remake. Then, yeah, exactly. Well, I play a game. The thing is, like remake kind of brought the tone more in line in a weird way with um resident evil 2 so it's almost like it's replaced the original resident evil and now it's moving forward like that's kind of your your bedrock that you move on from um i think that's so fascinating because you look back at those ps1 titles and it really is such a jump from resident evil 1 to resident evil 2 where it's like okay the music's good now they're trying to take this a bit more seriously like it's a different tone it's like going from i don't know a chucky film <laughs> a weird slasher <laughs> to aliens and it's action 
and it's gritty. Uh, that's a really good comparison. That is yeah. a really, really good comparison. That's so and, good. You know, and it's like um, action and it's gritty and they want you to take it seriously and they want you to be unnerved. But yeah. So, Dude, so I, find it, I find it interesting that you say remake and you talk about the latest remake of Resident Evil 1, <laughs> not the first remake of Resident Evil 1, which came out on the GameCube. Well, and, that's, well um, that's exactly right, but it was just a port. So it was the exact same yeah, thing. Yeah, well, no, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, because they, they updated the graphic engine and everything, so it wasn't just, like, it wasn't a as polygonal one. as PS1. It wasn't as boxy. It was updated in the graphic engine, um, but I don't think they changed no, they, they the changed everything. of games. The entire game was different because, yeah, and they added in a whole different um, side story with Lisa Trevor, who was, a, who was oh, a, a, right. a child that was living at the mansion when Umbrella came in and started experimenting. Yeah. And she was kind of swept yeah, up and everything. So, like, the, yeah, the GameCube remake um, is just a completely different interpretation that I feel like has really replaced mm. everyone's memories of the original um, and yeah, yeah. I, I played the re-release, of course, um, that didn't change anything other than just, you know, up-res it. Yeah. yeah. Up-res it? Huh? Hey. Uh, I'll give you hey. points for that. That was pretty good. Now, you're saying that was like the moment you sort of jumped onto the franchise, right? Yeah, 100%. It made me so, excited for Resident Evil 7 and stuff like that, as that would get announced. For me, my jumping off point was the next game, and... This is just considered... It's considered one of the greatest games of all time. And I personally consider it one of the greatest games of all time. 2005 Resident Evil 4. Holy shit. Yeah, Leon S. Kennedy, you send him off to an Eastern European village. He has to save the president's daughter who looks like Lindsay Lohan. You buy guns or some sort of trench coat-laden pervert. The last <laughs> boss sucks, but it's one of the best games that I've goddamn played. Before this, I had never really gone to horror games. I had never... I know this isn't a first-person shooter. It's an over-the-shoulder person shooter. It's like still third-person, but over-the-shoulder. It is sort of the uh, missing link I needed to play first-person shooters. I couldn't play first-person shooters up until Resident Evil 4, and then I can make the, I made the jump from there, and I think I played... It, like, glued the neurons together for yeah, you? Yeah, I, I couldn't do it. I tried, it and I just sense. couldn't get my head around, like... This these buttons control where you walk Jesse's last two brain eyes. cells is finally having a finally, conversation. They finally, <laughs> they like, finally oh. met. Like, ah, you're the so, one who sorry, connects one sorry, thumb I'm, to the other thumb. I, I gotta correct you, Jesse. They speak Spanish in the game, man. It's set in Spain. Is it set in Spain? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. If you go Eastern Europe enough, you end up in Spain. It does look very oppressive. It so does. I, I, I understand why. Yeah. Oh, shit, they do. Yes. And also, like, El, El Gigante. Whatever. At least this isn't recorded. <laughs> Nobody has to know that I've been embarrassed. No, no. Um, yeah, absolutely not. Before I just absolutely just start getting real into this game, how did, how did you guys feel about it? Have you all played Resident Evil 4? Yes. Yeah. Else? I've played Gosh. bits of it. I Why? haven't played it as a whole. Oh, well, um, I mean, so how, how did you feel about it? Like, did you bounce off it? No, well, what happened is that I had the game on PC, but at the time, the PC that I had wasn't powerful enough to run it. Um, so I got through the intro, I shot a couple of people, and my PC just couldn't hack it from yeah. there. Can and I now with your 3080. I was going to say, like, you know when you play a game and you can't beat the enemies at the start, you have trouble with them, and then you come back when you're fully upgraded and you just absolutely wipe the floor with them? Can I suggest you do that with Resident Evil 4 on your new GPU? 
I might try that because I finally have the, the time and space to actually play this game. And I know the influence that it's had when I was speaking about that stuff before it's Resident Evil 4 that um, essentially created some of my favorite games like Gears mm. of War wouldn't exist without Resident Evil 4. Absolutely. Um, it was yeah. such a monumental moment with this game. Mm. Yeah, I, I've tried playing it twice and bounced off of it both times. Um, I find uh, at the very least in the very opening like section of the game, a lot of the tension is built up artificially. Um, I don't feel like there's any real danger. I feel like I, I know that's not the case. And if I just stood there, I'd obviously get eaten alive by a whole bunch of angry villagers. But I think it's even perhaps like aesthetically speaking, I'm like, oh, these are just angry villagers. They're not zombies. And my brain just sort of Wait, disassociates them oh, from man. danger. They're not, they're not just angry villagers, dude. <laughs> but they, did, you, did, you, did you get to no, the point I, where you I, heard I, the chainsaw rev up? Shot that dude in the face a million times and walked off. It was fine. Um, but also, I feel like the game itself relies a lot on quick time events, and I hate It was that moment events. of time where every game came out with quick time events. I remember. Yes. This is going for tangent. I remember this really well. I was at BEB Expo in Sydney years and years ago. Uh, this is when the, the new Xbox was coming out. So they had the, uh, showcasing for Rise Son of Rome. Oh, and they were having yeah. a thing for media <laughs> only. So you had a bunch of like game jealous in there. And I sort of just walked in thinking that was the panel. So I walked in early. <laughs> and I'm sitting there. I'm like, where's everyone else? Like, there's no one else in this room. And why does everyone have like notepads and laptops and stuff like that? Oh, well, I guess I'm early. Cool. And the guy comes out and like five minutes in, it's very, very clear that this is for the media, for media only. And I'm like, oh, whatever. I'll stick around. I'm not leaving this. Uh, I'll get the scoop. And. He's like, oh, you know, there are a hundred different types of quick time events in this game, and the audible groan from every journalist in that room, <laughs> and the guy's like, <gasps> that yeah. game was particularly oh. egregious with how it did QTs oh, yeah. as well. Yeah, so many, but so yeah, many. I'm I'm not a fan, generally speaking, of quick time events, especially in the way that Resident Evil Four handles them in the sense that it's like if you fuck up once yeah, that's man. it like you it's crazy no no forgiveness and i don't enjoy that and this was also sorry god i was just gonna say this is also when qtes were incredibly like they weren't accessible you had if you didn't mash mm. square fast enough you were dead and they like oh, required yeah. some furious mashing where you could be you, you might be thinking you're doing it as fast as you possibly can it would, and you will fail it was pointer yeah. finger mashing, not thumb mashing. You couldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. You had to like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Tap, you yeah. couldn't chill back like, on the like couch, like you were, yeah, you were hunched yeah. over. And and that's that's the thing. Like, I I feel like I, that's part of the reason why I bounced off it. I did try playing the game twice. I tried it on the GameCube because Gas had a copy of it. Tried it, um, and I sort of I just didn't get it. I didn't get the control scheme, and then I bought it uh, for the Wii when the Wii version came out. And I got through, I think it was sort of the first chapter and a bit, um, yeah. and enjoyed it a bit more, but still, it wasn't clicking with me. Yeah. I, I didn't click with Resident Evil for a long time. Well, yeah, what I what found so interesting about playing Resident Evil 4 after playing uh, Remake, and then I played the original second and third games, um, and then hopping into this one is where I really felt 
horror was out the window. This was this was dropping any pretense of being a game that's meant to scare you. Um, mm. And I felt like that was a growth within myself. Um, sounds really dumb being a really young, like being young <laughs> in that generation, um, which wasn't all that long ago. Um, was kind of I felt like I was growing, but also getting to Resident Evil Four it really, it felt more like a thriller. Um, it felt like it was meant to get my adrenaline pumping more than frighten me. And I found that so interesting after speaking to Lauren, who um, Resident Evil 4 is actually one of the only games she's played in the franchise. She was terrified at the beginning. Um, whereas for me, it was very much just kind of, you know, this is just the way these games start. Nothing can actually hurt me at this point. It's all canned. Um, but then you get to that first settlement that you were kind of talking about, Simon, and a horde of enemies, the size of which, like, you didn't really see all that often back then, um, just all come yeah, charging yes. at you. And you can't look over your shoulder or anything like that either. With this rigid tank control, kind of third-person control scheme, um, it was so intense trying to run away and not being able to peek over your shoulder and not knowing they might be jumping through windows and not seeing them behind you. Um I felt like that was what stuck with me about this game. It was a move to a more thriller, to a more action kind of franchise instead of, you know, we're trying to make you poop yourself at a slumber party kind of thing. It was less, <laughs> there may be something, you know, in the darkness. It's the darkness is chasing me right now. Holy yeah. shit. See, I, I was going the opposite, but being Resident Evil 4 being my first step into the Resident Evil world. I find I found the escalation in that game really really click, click with me. So you start up the game and you're in you get to this village, and you're walking through a few huts, and obviously at this point you know something's amiss because it's a video game and needs to have a plot. But you walk into one and there is um, a villager who has been stabbed in the face with a pitchfork, and is like mounted on the wall. Yeah, and it's like oh, okay, this is. A bit more than I expected. Cool. <laughs> a little full on. You keep going on. You save. You have, you have to save the dog from the bear trap. Because he come back and help you. Mm -hmm. Anyway, save the dog from the bear trap. You find a few villagers who are just coming after you. It's like, okay. And you think it's going to be a basic intro level to a game where you fight, you know, one or two enemies at a time and you sort of progress from there. But there, you get to that opening settlement and the horde attacks you. And you finally get through to them and you've used up your weapon. You're using your knife at this point. And then you hear one of the most blood-curling sounds oh. ever in a video game, the chainsaw rev up. And when you first see this guy with a hessian bag over his head charge at you, the first time he corners you and you're like, oh, he'll take a swing at me. All right, cool. Like, I've got health. I'll run away. And you have your first instant kill and he chops your head off. And the camera fixes on Leon Kennedy screaming as the chainsaw slowly goes through his head, he then drops to his knees and his head falls out about half a second afterwards. That's when the game like, became a little bit different for me. And yet, it threw away horror pretense as well. Like, um, because, I don't know, pure horror games other than like a PT haven't really clicked with me. Because I, I, I find them, I, I find horror is very dependent on pacing. And often it's my own cowardice that ruins the pacing of those games. I take some areas too slow to the point where they don't become scary. I feel like you need to play them at a certain tempo to keep the fear up and to let mm -hmm. everything build up naturally. I often ruin that with my own playstyle because <laughs> I'm I'm a clown. But then like even, you know, you keep going, you fight some giant goddamn salmon, and then <laughs> afterwards you find you see 
a villager walking toward you just by himself he's the first you know you've you've at this point you've killed dozens of them and you shoot him in the head and yes. that's when this big worm loogie thing with a <laughs> knife on the end <laughs> starts whirling at you and you're like oh okay the stakes have changed here yes that big salmon wasn't a one-off <laughs> Shit's about to go down. And then as you progress in the game, the body horror starts to creep up. And I think more more of the campiness of Resident Evil comes into play. So you have, like, that kid in the castle. That whole sequence is bizarre. Um, and then when you beat him, you have to you shoot the big egg and you're the crystals. Cool. But then you have, like, the um, regenerators, which are, to me, the scariest villains in a game. The scariest enemies, Damn. at least, in a game. Because... Do you remember the first time you guys ran to them? The regenerators. The regenerators, for people who don't know, are these big, like, seven-foot-tall humanoid, black, oily, globule messes that um, you can only kill if you shoot these little parasites on them. The thing is, when you first meet them, you don't have the equipment to see the parasites. So you you use your clips on them. You I use every weapon I had on these things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And suddenly you're like, okay, my only choice here is run. You run and, you know, you're locked. They're, they're gone. But you start from zero. I started from zero again because I had no weapons now. And there's this constant fear in, in, that the game created where everything could just be taken away from you at any moment. I really liked it. And I remember it was one of the first games where I'm like, I'm going to beat this in the hardest difficulty they had. And I got to, um, there's a fight in the castle. We walk into a room and enemies come around, these like monk enemies with scythes and axes and maces and stuff like that come at you. But when you play it on, I think it's professional difficulty, which is the hardest one, mm-hmm. uh, or mercenary, something like that. There's also two in the corner with uh, with rocket launchers. Dice. I remember getting up to that point, having maybe six bullets in my pistol, maybe two, two rounds in my shotgun, maybe three grenades, get in there. They don't do anything. And they would walk back through the entire map as far as i go i'm like i have got every bullet i can get there's nothing <laughs> left i, I, I love i love this story it just tells you so much about resident evil and the direction that it went you're talking yeah. about monks with rocket launches right <laughs> i'm not a, i'm not a religious like guy I don't everything know you have. said then was so freaking crazy and i love that the the series is in that space well it's that's it so right weird. but after this game came out don't forget these are the people that you know may dev may cry that went on the the director of this game went on to do like bayonetta like oh, these yeah, are yeah. He insane it. people who don't even give a shit about necessarily zombies or anything like that they just want to do some weird messed up action where it's just all balls flying at the wall. They want to make you uncomfortable. They want to make you stressed. They want to make you tap that button as hard as possible. That's just oh, sick. feeling That's uncomfortable. So cool. The first like uh, humanoid enemy you fight, I can't remember what his name is, but it's in a burning hut. Yeah, dude. And um, he's walking slowly towards you and suddenly his, he rips in half and his spine grows. So suddenly his spine is like seven foot longer than it should be. And his legs are at the bottom, so and his torso is just like Hell no. waving up and down. It looks like one of those Jack in the Box kind of things. Um, that is wild. And, oh, it was so goddamn cool! It's such a good game. Um, oh, you also you the, you save you save Ashley, and she's 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 great. So something I do want to touch is on she- with this kind of being one of the first Resident Evil games we've all kind of dabbled in a little bit 
is one of my favorite things about the entire franchise from the very beginning. And that is, I kind of mentioned a bit before, um, but as the kind of person who, back when I first played Resident Evil Remake and when I first played Resident Evil 4, I didn't do repeat playthroughs or anything like that. You know, I you know played my favorite games over and over again, for sure. Um, mm. But I never beat a game and then decided to play, boot it up again and play it from the beginning. Um, and these were kind of games that I probably would blame a little bit for turning me into the weird trophy monster that I am now and making me somebody <laughs> who isn't afraid to dive back in and give it another shot and see what it can offer and um, kind of don't assume that I've seen everything there is to see in this game already. Um, I really do think these games play a large role in that because when you do beat it the first time, you get through it by the, the skin of your teeth, you know, you're running out of ammo, you're just playing it on standard, you beat it, and then it's like, hey, look, here's a better pistol, maybe you beat it within a sp- certain time limit without even knowing it, cool, here's infinite ammo, <laughs> and you're like... Here's the Chicago yeah. typewriter. Okay, can mm. I can I use that infinite ammo? Yeah, can I use the Chicago typewriter on professional difficulty? Like, am I allowed to use those rewards and go back and conquer harder difficulties and reap the rewards of that? And you try it out and you're like, yeah. And you're like, so this isn't actually as hard as I thought it was. And not only are you getting better at the game, you're getting more confident with tank controls. You're getting more confident with this new style of aiming and third person camera controls and things like that. You're now getting used to using these more technical weapons. And you're understanding that you can get through these environments faster. You're understanding how to take on these enemies in different ways. And that's like, that is what I like about action games. That's what I like about Devil May Cry. That's what I like about Resident Evil. That's what I like about Silent Hill. Um, and it's something I think a lot of games could learn from is rewarding you for spending time with a game, letting you have fun, mm. but not just with cheat codes and paintball gun mode like GoldenEye or something like that, but in a way that really recreates that experience for you of going through it again for the first time and making it fun, but also making it still really intense by amping up the difficulty. But now you have a Chicago typewriter kick-ass Tommy gun that you can just tear through enemies with. I love that. Um, Dude, it is like you're looking at my notes right now. We have had the exact same experience with this and it makes me so (laughs) goddamn happy. Because I remember the first time you play through it and it's like, I got Simon Ada. I'm like, what? Did they give me another game? There's another story? It's going to cost me twice as much from Video Easy next time I get it? Because games, (laughs) they know. Um, And you play through a Simon Ada. It's like, oh, this is cool. And you see the story from a different angle. And then, yeah, going through, I remember going through again with that Chicago typewriter. I went through an easy mode with a Chicago typewriter and I beat the whole game in like four hours. Yeah, and dude. I just felt so good after cool it. And then I played professional. It, right? it, this is a game that kicked your that, ass and now you're tearing through it. The game, like the, it's like they gave you this game and it, he's like a bunch of different ways to play it. Each will evoke a different emotion from you. And yeah, yes. that one was badass. Yeah, Because you were man. just walking through like that's you goddamn big fish, you goddamn what- big man. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> but that's like that's my takeaway from horror games because that's that's something horror games do. I guess maybe because they are not not even more linear. I, I guess they just put you on a very specific. There's a spe- very specific way to play it, like you said, where there's some pacing to it. Where once you understand the pacing of the game and you you already know the riddles, you already know the secrets, you already know that Leon's meant to get to the castle. You zip right to the castle and you're not exploring, but you're also rewarded for that. Yeah, kill him, man. Yeah. Yep. Just before we do move on to the next few games, there were actually three versions of this game originally pitched. Uh, the Fog version, the Hookman version, and the Hallucination version. The Fog version 
would be about Leon infiltrating a castle and becoming infected with a progenerator virus, which I think is revisited in number six. Um, and he becomes possessed, which results in a hidden power in his left hand. Hmm. So I think you're going to have a gun in hey. one hand, powers in the left. Like That's Bioshock. Like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it, it is Bioshock. For, the first reason, for some reason, the first game that came to my head was The Darkness, but whatever. It is Bioshock. Yeah. Um, Hookman version. The story was set in a haunted building where Leon contracted a bizarre disease. He's getting all sorts of diseases. Yeah, and fought paranormal, e- paranormal enemies such as animated suits of armor, living dolls, and a ghost-like man armed with a large hook. game also had dialogue options. Now, some ideas from this version, like the quick-time events that Simon's so fond of, um, and the light laser sight on your gun were kept for the full version. Um, and then the hallucination version. Leon would be in company. It's all a dream. <laughs> Leon, he's just getting really high. The game ends with him in like that 70s show when the cameras go around to each person. He's like, that was fucked. Um, (laughs) Leon will be accompanied by a bioorganically weaponized dog. The ideas were too out there and the idea was was deemed too expensive. I want to see Leon, a friendly dog, and then like, somebody mentions that he looks like a bloodhound. Like, Leon, you're you're like a dog yourself. It's like, oh, shit, that's... That's the whole the, thing. That's the, the whole reference. The crazy thing is, like, all these games kind of spiraled off into their own projects, mm-hmm. right? Like the fog, the fog one, Devil May Cry. I don't know. I don't think Hookman really gave us all that much, but I know that the third one also gave us another classic survival horror game from the PS2 called Haunting Ground, which is another Capcom oh! survival horror game where you you play as a, a, a woman with a, a dog little dog, companion. Yeah. They go through it and you pet her. And like it's actually like a mechanic in the game that you're building up this relationship with this dog. Well, I think I mean That's the Hookman really version cool. is the version that became the game because the most Must from be, yeah. that original idea. But um, yeah, good call with the hallucination version. Well, I just also want to sorry just a very quick. Okay. I just want to shout out for Devil May Cry because what a franchise to have spawned off We're of. We're definitely doing definitely doing an episode because like this on Devil, really, Devil May Cry. Oh, Fantastic. Oh, Lord. Because because the good thing is, I don't have to write notes for that. I'm just going to be like, I'm here with Josh and Simon. Anyway, take it away. Let's rock, baby. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to consult someone very important uh, about their feelings about Devil May Cry because anytime Devil May Cry is mentioned, even in passing, I get an hour-long lecture about the best parts of Devil May Cry and I love it every time. Oh, it's so good. It um, is one of my favourite things. In 2007, Resident Evil The Umbrella Chronicles. Yeah, cool. 2009, a game that I know Josh sunk his teeth into. Sorry, I just want to very quickly talk about Umbrella Umbrella Chronicles on the Switch because it was one of the, like, five games which used the Wii Zapper and it was one of the best games to use the Wii Zapper. And I had a really say, good time with it. Can you not it. say the term Wee Zapper? Yeah. Mm. No. Wow. I'm calling it what it is. Because a Wee Zapper sounds like a Scottish <laughs> person talking about somebody's small penis. Or it sounds like you're peeing onto an electric nah. fence. I got the old... <laughs> I got to get the doctor yesterday. I got the, I got the Wee Zapper. <laughs> oh, it's like, dear. no, you anyway. have a kidney stone, so... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the... So, uh, yeah, nine, yeah. Resident Evil 5, which is a game we've spoken about a lot. Uh, mainly in regards to multiplayer, though. Josh, can you tell us mm. something about the single mm. player of Resident Evil 5? Because well, I remember playing about thing. half of this. 
Yeah, it's basically the same thing, isn't it? So, so, so you just play through. You can play. It's just the first Resident Evil game where you play through the entire campaign with a buddy if you want it. Um, if you don't play through it with a buddy, you've still got a companion there. Um, they're there with you the entire time. Only now it has an AI, and that sucks. Um, so it, it really is just exactly the same. So it's the first Resident Evil mainline game you can experience with a buddy. Um, it continues a lot of the you know the formula that Resident Evil four setup it's really just like an expansion in a way to resident evil four yeah but a kind of culturally insensitive one <laughs> kind yeah, just a little lot a lot it's, yeah. it's rough now yeah i remember um i played up to a point in that game um i was in a you you will remember this a lot better than i can josh you're in a mine and you fight uh, some sort of bug enemy in a mine cart or something like that it's falling apart you have to oh, go section yeah. by section yeah. And you beat it and then you escape the mine and you're coming out and it's sort of sunset and it looks stunning. It looks beautiful. And then you see a, there's like a new type of enemy, like a new bug thing that you yeah. fight while you're escaping. And I remember beating that, kind of looking at the sunset. I'm like, this game looks really nice. And they're just never playing it again. Uh, really? So, I just, I don't know why. I'm just like, this is beautiful. Yeah, it's great. I'm off. Fine. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I had a, yeah, do you feel? I, I had a similar experience, Jesse. Um, I played through this game not that long ago, maybe two years ago, um, cooperative, cooperatively with my sister. And we got to this point in the game and then we were both like, yeah, I'm over this. I'm done. Maybe I'm, our subconscious I, 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 knew how racist the game to. was getting. <laughs> I, I, think, think, I think it was really just the pacing. I think they stuck so yeah. closely That's to Resident it. Evil 4's formula. And, you know, classic Resident Evil, you know, you start off in, you know, this, you know, resident residential kind of area and you kind of transition. Eventually oh, you get to the labs and all that. Experiment. Resident Evil. Exactly. But I feel like they stuck <laughs> so closely to Resident Evil 4 where it's kind of like Resident Evil 4 was a rollicking thrill ride with a castle and all this shit. And then you go to an island and stuff like that. So here they felt oh, the they, island. I forgot. About here's the a chapter where you're on a speedboat and here's a chapter where you're on an oil tanker and here's another one where you're here and there's just so many locations yeah. that it's hard to keep up uh, i feel like it's formulaic it, as ex- well yeah exactly none of that's really interesting to look at a lot of it's just great Gosh, corridors you just, you just unlocked a part of my brain that contained the speedboat section of oh before. it's sick yeah. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit wow uh, all right so that's so Resident Evil I five think, i think i think also that's where like the franchise fatigue is a real thing and i think that's where it was starting to set in for a lot of people now i think that's where a lot of people were like okay get it i yeah. agree and I was gonna so sort of similar. maybe yeah. stopped here they do have a break but we'll get to that in a moment now uh 2011 we had resident evil the mercenaries 3d um 3D. i thought it's to tell a really um quick story have i told my resident evil escape room story yeah I, have. I think you have, yeah. yeah. Man, yeah. ever since I've done that, I've not been satisfied with a Resident Evil game, I've realised. Yeah. I wanted to go back to that. I wanted to go back to the TV station and stuff like that. Anyway, we'll get to them to at the fair, end. I've got re- some thoughts really at the end cool. to say. Uh, 2012, Resident Evil Revelations. Now, speaking of Revelations, I always thought this was the first handheld Resident Evil game. I was wrong. That was Resident Evil game, which we mentioned earlier, which was uh, for the Game Boy Color. With a top-down zombie adventure set on a cruise cruise liner, uh, where you took on the pl- uh, the role of Barry Burton from one of the original Resident Evil games, as he tracked down Leon Kennedy. 
I always thought Revelations was the first one. Now, Sai, you play Revelations. Yes. You're a Revelations yes. king. Um, yeah, so for, I guess, clarification is uh, Revelations was the first Resident Evil game that I actually finished. I played it from start to finish and had a really good time. I've played one, I've played three, I've played zero, I've played Umbrella Chronicles, I've played four, and every time I've enjoyed myself, but I've bounced off of it at certain points and just gone, eh, or I haven't given it the time that it needs. Revelations was the first time I went, now I'm hooked. This is yeah, good. Man. This is fun. And I think it was also a return to form because obviously the previous couple of entries had been a bit more open and it had been less about zombies and the true horror aspect of it in so much as it was more of like a, hey, here's some fun monsters for you to try and kill whilst they also try to kill you. Have fun running and away. I feel like it yeah, sort of, yeah I, like it, it went back to what it was originally, like what, what made Resident Evil so popular to begin with. And... Um, yeah, so it's um, it's also set on a cruise liner, oddly enough. Um, I love that setting for uh, any sort of horror game based on the ocean, like yeah. or, or cruise liner or boat. Underutilized. Yeah. More boats. Yes. And Less it, speed it, boats. It lends itself very well because it's a slightly older cruise liner. Um, and so some parts of like the rooms have like this like slightly creepy and outdated... Um, Sort of like if you walked into a, like an old abandoned 70s mansion and you're like, oh, that decor is so out of place to my brain. It's so kind of, it's kind of weird. Well, that's yeah. In fact, and it kind it, of feels it, like it harkens back to like original Resi of the Spencer Mansion. Yes. That's like, it. Like Resident Evil games. Absolutely. Sorry. Let's say Resident Evil games. Cruise liners, like ships. Yes. They are time capsules. Because yes, they, they, they are time capsules of the year they were made because all the fittings and everything in there is designed to be modern yeah. at the time. But they age, they date really quickly. And to up, update all that, it's a little bit harder than updating, like, you know, a house, like doing renovations in the house. It's a little bit yeah. trickier because of the, the ocean. So I, I like that whole vibe of, like, not only are you a, uh, pardon the pun, fish out of water, being <laughs> a human surrounded by zombies, but you also feel out of place even with the human aspects of the area, like it all yeah. feels very alien because it's set in the, it almost feels like it's set in the past, but also monsters. Yeah. Um, and, and also with, with that being said, you know, you're very aware of the fact that you're stuck in this cruise line in the middle of the, in, I think it's set in like the Mediterranean Sea. So you're just stuck there in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea. And the Mediterranean Sea isn't small. By any measure, so it's not like you could just you know hop overboard and go for a light swim and end up you know on the southern coast of Spain. It's a pretty big sea. Sorry, um, how good would it be if the game ended like that? Like you end up washing up and <laughs> like, on the shores of Spain and you walk up to a village. Yeah, unfortunately, fall. there's no Leon in this one. This oh, is about man, what's the, what's the um, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so uh, the the concept of this one is. Um, Jill Valentine and someone called Parker are set to like they're they're sent out to search for Chris Redfield and someone called Jessica on a cruise ship called the Queen Zenobia. They've reportedly gone missing during their mission to investigate um an enemy association called Veltro and Veltro's possible reappearance and how that all links into the rest of Resident Evil. I don't fucking know, but it's really fun. It is, yeah. Everything's <laughs> bioweapons. Everything's some kind of a virus and all of that shit. 
Um, and yeah, it plays really well. Um, it was originally released in 2012, um, but then the following year there was a HD version released for the Wii U, PS3, and Xbox 360. Um, and then it's also now come to PC and Switch and PS4, I think. Yeah, and last Simon, gen. Which one of those versions did you play? I played the 3DS version. Okay. I played the uh, on the original like 3DS as well, oh, so man. the smaller screen. I remember the breaking form factor. that Circle Pad Pro with it, with the extra analog stick. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's yes. what I wanted to ask you about. For me. Yes. Dude, having that, yeah. I had like to- such a console premium experience. Yes, oh, awesome. I I bought it um, and the Circle Pad Pro because Monster Hunter was coming out in a few months as well, and I'm like, well, I'm not just going to have the Circle Pad Pro floating around for no reason. Yeah. I'm going to use it. Wait, what was the Circle Pad Pro? Ah, uh, um, it was it was this very weird thing. Um, I don't even don't even have a 3ds nearby, to, so I can't to, show you. I do of, have a 3ds nearby, actually. That's a slight sort of explain I've got one under it's my a, monitor. A second analog stick. Ah, yeah, yeah, cool guy. So this is a. Uh, you have, have to show me. I know what a 3ds looks like. I don't. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, so it would sort of sit. Um, imagine this is a an, an original 3ds. The 3ds would sit on like the left hand side of this pro of like the circle pad thing that would clip in and come out underneath and like stick out here, and you'd have. A second circle pad, like circle pad, and it would also make your 3DS like too big and too clunky for you to fit into your 3DS. Nintendo is really good at solving very strange issues. It was their own creation. No, but it was yeah, absolutely. It was a huge problem. When you look, it's like well, like if they wanted that, they could just design like you know an upgraded version with it built in, and that's that's where the new 3DS came into play. But I remember but that being yes, like no, my they, biggest complaint about the 3DS because like the Vita's coming out, the end, the, the next generation portable's coming out, and it's got a second analog stick, <laughs> and a Kingdom Hearts game uh, is coming out on 3DS, and it doesn't have an, a second analog stick. Got to get an Ab Circle Pro, baby. Yeah, absolutely, and it, yeah, the Circle Pad Pro definitely <laughs> changed the way I played the game because I played it a little bit before I got it, uh, before I got the Circle Pad, and then got the Circle Pad, and I'm like, ah, oh, this is this is the way this game was designed to be played. Um, I think, actually, on that note, it was the first game released outside of Japan that made use of the Circle Pad Pro. I did see that. Little little thing for you. I think I need to go back. I remember whenever I went to like EB Games or JB, I would see Resident Evil Revelation. Just the idea of playing Resident Evil on the go was really cool. I just never picked it up. But it it ticked so many boxes for me. Like like I said, for some reason, I like games that are set on boats and stuff like that the cool setting for a horror game i like resident evil i wanted to play my my um 3ds more i never got it maybe i will go back and, and grab that because i um as i said it's it's on pc uh it is on you know like you do have access to it on a lot of modern consoles these days on it is on the switch ah um, done. yep um and the sequel resident evil revelations 2 which i never ended up getting because uh yeah it came out on well so I just I wanted to, before we move on to the next topic, yeah. I just want to point out how absolutely stunning looking this game oh is God. for a 3DS oh, yeah. title. Phenomenal. Like, it shouldn't, it should not look this good, but it <laughs> does. It's incredible. And it's it's this long history that Capcom has with, like, cutting-edge graphics showcased by games like Resident Evil. Damn straight, Resident yeah. Evil has just always been this, like, spectacular visual masterpiece oh, like, and what they did on the 3ds is like 
Oof, I mean, if you want to talk about if you want to talk about them pulling shit like that off, Resident Evil Two, the original Resident Evil Two, they got that son of a bitch to run <sighs> N64. on an N sixty four on one cartridge with full motion videos in it. Yeah, like all the voice that acting was, as well. <laughs> that was like yeah, and that Jesus. was what two two discs on Crazy, the PS one. Yeah, and I don't know how the hell they pulled it off, but they fucking pulled it off. It's and all, it was on the N64. It's worth noting, like, I, I've I've played Res- Revelations on 3DS a little bit. I dabbled. It spooked the hell out of me. Mm. Um, played a bit on Switch. Um, but I got on PS4. And I haven't jumped into it yet. But it's worth noting, like, the entire franchise. I've got, like, 12 cases on my shelf <laughs> are just PS4 Resident <laughs> Evil games. Like, you can get the entire franchise on PS4. That's unreal. And Xbox yeah. One. Mm. It's awesome, man. Uh, yeah. Josh, I'm going to send you a bunch of um, I've got really, when I was in Japan, because um, obviously there's a ton of Resident Evil and Biohazard stuff over there. When you go to a place called Book Off, where they have like secondhand games, stuff like that, I bought every single Resident Evil game guide I could possibly get my hands on. <laughs> All in Japanese, but they're in very, very good condition. I just got them for the pictures. I even just looked at them. They have some of the coolest looking things I own. They are so badass. I, That's so I sweet. will have to show you one, them one day. So. Moving on, Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City also came out in 2012. Also Resident Evil 6, the next mainline game, which none of us played. I think this is this is a point where the franchise should have stopped, at, not stopped, but taken a breath after 4, and mm. they didn't. They kept going, and it sounds like a bunch of people from the studio started working on other games like Devil May Cry and stuff like that. So suddenly, a game that started as horror... And a little bit zany. Got a little bit, you know, developed and got a bit more action. And a bit zanier. Then the zany went away to work on Devil May Cry. And they yeah. leaned too much into action and forgot about the horror. So Resident Evil 6 was just a straight up action shooter. And it, it didn't click with anyone. Like, this is a very easy to forget game. I know it's very easy to forget because when I wrote my initial notes, I forgot it. <laughs> it wasn't there. I just didn't write about it. And then I'd go back to him like, this was th- this you, had levels in the White House. Like, and it had like Resident a Evil 4, 5, 7. <laughs> hey, look, Resident Evil 0 came out like after the fact. So, that, that's know, true. Despite, I will this, give you this that. This franchise is all over the shop. But Resident Evil 6, it's like set in the White House or something like that. I, Whatever. And I think I'm, I'm, we're definitely the only ones who were kind of done with it. Uh, mm. It just, it, it bombed. Didn't get review, a review well or didn't sell well. So the series went pretty quiet between 2013 and 2016. We had Revelations 2 come out, which was yes. good. We had Umbrella Corps, which is a uh, really uh, beyond lackluster, is how I'm going to call it, a competitive yeah. shooter. It was kind of like um, the series Metal Gear Survive moment. Where it's like, oh, we'll go fully online and make a competitive shooter. No, that's not what we want. Although it did employ the whole thing I like of like, you're fighting human enemies and the zombies are just a third party who get pissed off when they hear guns. That's all I had going for it. So Mm -hmm. the franchise took a moment and came back with Resident Evil 7, which was touted as a return to the series roots. Uh, Focused more on exploration, puzzle solving and genuine horror. Uh, also introduced a new series protagonist, Ethan Winters. Uh, the whole game's about him exploring the Baker household, searching for his wife, Mia. So our first taste of this game, kind of like how we got a uh, 
demo for Resident Evil Village with Maiden. We had the kitchen demo. The kitchen demo was to show off that this game now runs on PSVR, which I had. So the kitchen demo has you tied up in a chair while you get tortured, basically. It was really cool. I really liked it. Wait. It was terrifying. Um, the three audio was really good because you could hear the footsteps behind you um, and stuff like that. Josh, do you have a PSVR? Did you play oh, before yeah. we even get into Resident Evil 7? Did you play the kitchen demo? So no, no, I didn't. I thought it was such a cool thing though that when Resident Evil 7 was announced, that first trailer says like, it just starts with the words before kitchen. And I remember like, you know, watching you know, game trailers or whoever it is that were reacting to it. Um, and being like, oh, and seeing them react and be like, oh, it's that, it's that kitchen PSVR demo thing we played at E3 last year. Like, it was all right. It was kind of lackluster. And then just flipping on its head and turning out to be Resident Evil 7. Yeah, that's unreal. Yeah. Um, mm. But myself, just personally, I didn't I didn't play this game in VR. I, um, I've played through it a couple times, just, you know, standard. Um, since then, I've gone back and I've played the beginning of the game in VR felt really sick might have had a little puke and gone for a little nap oh. had a juice and a nap <laughs> um but i haven't returned to it i mean like it's, it seems like it's the way to play it but i just for the way i play these games where i just want to chew through it and just like get everything and play everything the vr seems like such a full-on time investment the vr to getting those vr legs yeah it's, it seems like it's something to be experienced but it's a it's a theme park ride you know you you miss out a lot now i've played through the whole game both ways i have many many thoughts this game i think you could perfectly divide it into three the start is incredible no matter how you play vr or not it is stunning the way you are introduced to the baker household which i'll get to back to in a moment um introduced to that world seeing that world fall apart and sort of the the veil is lifted on that world and it gets really into horror a lot of stuff very in your face so when i'm gonna blank on a lot of characters names but when a character jumps on you and starts stabbing at you and stabs through your hand. That in VR is a lot. Is mm. really uncomfortable. When you're swimming through the water and suddenly she pops up, I used to scare friends with it to show off the PS PSVR. I'm like, hey, chuck this on. We'll play with some Resident <laughs> Evil. Come along. And I'm like, I know what's going to happen. So I'll be filming them. Um, I have many videos on my phone of friends what playing VR for the first time. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> Then the middle, the middle, <laughs> the second third is fine. A bit meandering. Um, the whole bit with like when you're on the ship, stuff like that. It's 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 cool. The story's evolving, but it's, it's lost the initial horror of the of the start. It's just like this is just a lot of exposition, explaining a lot the backstory. Of action. Like I, a lot of more action and exposition. It didn't feel right. The last third sucks. I hate the last few chapters and story beats for Resident Evil 7 so much. When you get to the mines, the game, I, I, I if I play it again now, if I get to the mine, I'm stopping. I'm done. Wow. Because the locations become just boring. You're walking through a, like mine shafts, these caves, and it's just white walls. Like there's nothing of interest here. There's no environmental, really environmental storytelling. It's here. not very long, but that's not very, that's not a very long portion of the game, I feel like. You know what? It was enough to weigh it down because... Yeah. Well, that says a lot, <laughs> I mean, yeah. the part that weighs it down is the last boss. The last boss is made for VR. 
they made it with just VR in mind. So when you play that normally, it is garbage. It is one of the worst <laughs> boss fights I've ever done. Wow. Empty clip. Okay, you're done. Well done. You've won. In VR, it's not even that great because you're sort of locked in one position and the whole thing's about you being able to move your arm to shoot around. You as a character aren't running away from something and looking back with the VR and stuff like that. But you, did, but you didn't like play it with... You can't play it with the move controller. So still with the controller. So you don't even get the... Still the controller, yeah. The feeling yeah, of... Exactly, you, you don't know, even get, you don't even get that. Yeah. I, I remember just being like, and you're right. I mean, probably when I say divide the third, I sort of divide into three parts in my mind. They're not equal yeah, thirds. For, sure, um, sure. But that last that last part is just weak. And it's a real disappointment because the first section, the first third, I would consider one of my some of my favorite gaming moments. I love that family. I think the Baker family is fascinating. Mm. Um, I was talking to Keelan about this week, and one of the things I, I find really uncomfortable about the game is I really feel like the outsider. So when you play a game like Resident Evil 4, these people are being taken over by parasites, the Las Plagas, and they are just drones. They are zombies. Mm. Literally zombies. If you weren't there, they would probably just be standing in place or just like, you know, picking corn from their farm. I don't know if they eat corn. I don't know what the, I don't know what the point of having a zombie farmer is. But in this game, they show you this, uh, like, southern hospitality. So you come into their house, and they're being a bit rough with you. They have cut off your hand at this point. But they sit you down for a meal. And they're trying to feed you. It's almost like there's part of them trying to do the right thing, and they think that, hey, we're like this. We would want to eat this garbage, maggot-infested food. And they get really angry at your annoyance. And it's a strange... It's like their their old character and old self is still very much there. And if you weren't there, they would still be having dinner that night. They'd still be sitting down at the table and still be a family. It made me very uncomfortable and really quite quite unsettling. Yeah, isn't it's it? very very. Mm. It's like an uncanny valley of family. It reminded me of my family a little bit. Well, <laughs> I think that I think that's what makes it so poignant is that you go from Resident Evil. Four, five, and six, that are these globetrotting adventures where you are playing as these larger than life characters like Leon and these like Chris and, and Jill. Yeah, exactly. These action heroes that did start off as these very vulnerable kind of people that have kind of grown into these, yeah, these action heroes. Um, but they also spout off dumb one liners and stuff like that. Here you have Ethan yeah. Winters, who is by every, for in every intent and purpose, he's just an everyman. Um, he's I a very, right. very boring person. A very boring person, just like us, right? He's just a dumb yeah, white guy. Yeah. <laughs> he has thoughts and oh, feelings. Yeah. Do we care? No. No. Not really. Damn like, white guys always ruining like, stuff. In the old Resident <laughs> right? Evil games, they would have to have these massive moments to, to kind of induce fear. Like, again, going back to Resident Evil 4, because that's the main one I played. You know, oh, here's, here are some... Uh, sewers that you need to go through. Oh, there are bugs that are invisible in there. They catch you. They throw up an acidic acid into your, fa- um, acid into your face and you die. But in this game, it's like, oh, do you want to know what the pinnacle of horror is? Dinner time. Oh, that <laughs> dinner scene sticks with me. Being introduced to the whole family and seeing them fall apart in front of you. And it, it, it just is really weird tension. There, there is, They are still there. The Baker family are good. And they are still in there, and you can see it in some of their actions. 
and some of the yeah. things they just do just have a dark purpose behind them well, now. That's it. They like the, done them. They have Evelyn, mm. you know, the lady in the wheelchair. They have her at the Eveline. table as well. You know, they obviously care. They obviously care. I also like the whole thing with with her. Not, um, I mean, slight spoiler here, I guess. Spoiler. But imagine seeing her name written out with the word evil in it. And it's like, is she, is she bad? <laughs> like, <laughs> Eveline. <laughs> you can't call somebody yeah. that. I don't know, man. It's I don't a name. Like that Come on. Oh god, I hate, I hate that old grandma. But um, oh, you'd, you'd walk around I the was- corner and she'd just be there, and you try to put oh. your gun up and you try to aim it right at a dumb little face, and it wouldn't let you. Of course, the game has plot reasons why you can't. Um, but like, it freaked me out every time because I'm like, this is somebody who's following me, just like Jack Baker, you know, through this house, and I want to, I want to pop a cap in her. Won't let me. One of the things I really like about the family as well is how they react to you picking them off one by one. There is genuine, mm. there is love between them, like familial love. They have a connection, and you rarely see enemies and bad guys or villains and monsters in games have emotional connections to each other that build up the character. So mm. when you this- again spoilers, when you take out the dad, the family is angry. The mum is furious and starts coming after you. That's why it's like, I mean, if you want one after another. There's just this build-up of anger. I, I don't know. Something about that family really click, click with me and, and fuck me yeah, up. Yeah, I, I think it just clicked with you, but it's, yeah. There's something, like, as a whole, like, this game is just smaller. Like, it's more focused. Instead yeah, of being I like, like, like you mentioned before, Josh. That house is yeah, stunning. Yeah, that big globe-trotting thing. They've, they've done away with that. Doesn't do it And for that's me. exactly what the franchise needed as a whole. Like, just mm. reset and try something new well, and fresh. That's one of the um, weaknesses of when the game starts to fall apart. It's kind of when you start leaving the house. And you, li- or you leave sort of the Baker grounds. It's when the games have to get a little bit weaker for me. Because they, they mm. seem to put all this character into the location. Yeah, and that's a good advice. advice. And then when, they, when, you, yeah, when advice. you leave, it's I like... I never left the house. You never left the house? <laughs> No, I, never I good move. Say that nice house. I only got. I've I've actually I've got it on Steam. Uh, I've got a twenty-seven minute playtime on it. That's it. <laughs> I, well, like, I, I would I get. Mean, I for me personally, I mean that that first house is like the first like hour or so, and like I feel like the game just. I I love it. I love it in its entirety. I don't think you're wrong though. It definitely does skew more action focused. There comes a point where you get C four and shit, and you're on an oil tanker. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Um, you have an assault rifle, stuff like that, you know. Um, oh, like that, that game definitely neat. takes a turn, but for me, that was rewarding as somebody who is investing in this franchise and its dumbass characters. Um, mm. Even when you get a weapon and it has a certain character's name, when you get you get a revolver that says Wesker on it, and you're like, "Holy shit!" Like, is Wesker still alive? Am I going to turn around and face Wesker without even thinking of the kind of um, dumb fan service they could cash in on because you just get roundhoused <laughs> by like the actual Resident Evil <laughs> biohazard kind of story in the second half of this game. Oh God, and I loved it. Dad, I, th- I thought it was the Baker so dad rewarding. Be like, be like, hey, family, we've got a cousin from the city to come, come visit us. And like, <laughs> Albert Westcorp is like, hey, pa. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like when the like, older Weasley visited. Like, the first half was awesome because it was that Texas Chainsaw Massacre thing. But I felt like it made it even sweeter for me when I did get to the payoff and I saw all the revelations. <laughs> um, hey. I saw the, you pick up the documents and you're like, hey, that is 
talking about Resident Evil Revelations explicitly and it just like put the biggest smile on my face because it, it was like um, this franchise that I just hopped in on and I knew that it wasn't getting better and there's a glimmer of hope there and it's something very different and then at the very end it kind of comes together and it culminates in something that feels so familiar and kind of just tells you like, you know, we still care, we're still making this franchise for people like you. Um, it, was, it was a very it was positive nice. restart. They brought it back home. It, it, to me, it's a very, very positive restart. It's putting the series in a very good direction. There were just hints of what I was over in the last few, and I really hope they step away from them. Because I think a lot, I mean, a lot of reviews and a lot of uh, critical response kind of agree with us, where it's like, starts off really well, gets a little bit weaker. I hope they've sit, sat down and be like, okay, what did we do different in the second half? Let's do less of that when we get to Village. And I've got the feeling that Village will be a little bit lower I reckon, I reckon judging from if Maiden. They can, if they can get the balance perfect, you know, make, make the Village in and of itself creepy, uncomfortable, unsettling, and you are locked into a relatively small area, um, then, cool. That's it. You've got you, you've got your atmosphere built already. Um, you know, make the majority of it happen in the castle or whatever. And, you know, again, play into that atmosphere as much as you can. Because that's where I think true horror is at its best. Agreed. Not the jump scares. It's not the some of the weirder shit that they try and, you know, pull out. It is the atmosphere. It's the anticipation. It's that's why I only got like half an hour into Resident Evil Seven was because it was Halloween. It was like one a.m. in the morning. I was sleep deprived. I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna play this game. And something like a barrel, I think it was, fell off and made me jump. And I turned around and saw that it was just a barrel. And I'm like, I'm too sleep deprived for this. Fuck it. And you know that was the last time I I picked it up. But other horror games do this so so well and i'm putting full faith into village to pull this off it's so hopeful well, before we get to like some clothing rock with village um capcom did kind of step away and have given us some uh real high quality fan service over the last few years i know josh have <laughs> sunk his teeth oh, into yeah. i've used that trend for a few times but i didn't care yeah. good one for this one <laughs> 2019 Resident Evil 2 Remake, 2020 Resident Evil 3 Remake. And I know you, you hold oh, yeah. these in very different regards, these two games. Oh, Take it away. Yeah. Resident Evil 2. Resident Evil 2. Man, this game came out the same day, I think. It came out the day before Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, so I, I hopped in this game at midnight. Um, it was like Laura and I had just gotten together. So I was like, oh, you know. I want to show you this kind of thing. Um, started booting it up and I wanted to play it. And she fell asleep like five minutes in. I was like, damn, stuff you. Screw you. And we um, <laughs> played through it like all night. Um, got a good like halfway through it or so. I had such a blast, especially um, after just, you know, catching myself up on the series and everything. Really enjoying Resident Evil 2 for what it was. Um, and seeing how much it was improved over the original Resident Evil. And um, taking a lot of those lessons that I felt, you know, the series started going in a different direction after Resident Evil Remake. But it feels like Resident Evil 2 was ahead of the curve and it had already kind of had that tonal shift, I thought, started with Resident Evil 4 and Remake. Um, so I had really high hopes going to this one. I stayed up all night playing it. I had a blast. Um, then I put it down. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3 came out the next day and I never played it again. <laughs> um, no, I picked it up 
like two years later. Uh, I think it was like almost a year ago now. I hopped into it. Um, I had such a blast. I figured I'd been putting it off for so long because I was waiting for the perfect time. I was waiting, um, mm-hmm. you know, a night where I wasn't exhausted, you know, after work or whatever, a night where I could just turn off all the lights and just get really into it. And it just wasn't going to happen. I just, I'm just not that kind of person to, I'm just get tired. <laughs> you know, I like my sleep too much. Um, so I just booted up one afternoon while it was still light out, played it until it got dark and I had such a goddamn blast playing it. Um, so Resident Evil 2 is just such a, like, if you haven't played the original, this is a really spot on remake. Um, it's not as goofy. Um, again, I feel like they took a lot of what made Resident Evil 7 really click, um, and kind of made it more relatable. They made it a bit more grounded, um, it was less silly. <laughs> you weren't having a giant fight with a big old tentacle monster on a on a big old oil tanker or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You weren't globe trotting. Yeah. It was just this really grounded breakout event where you felt like you were on the ground level and you were there at ground zero of this apocalyptic event. Um, yeah. Not to mention, man, Resident Evil 2 remake looks phenomenal. <laughs> what a bloody game. Um, mm. It runs oh, it superbly gorgeous. on last gen as well. Um but yeah, so like it just felt great to be visit Leon again after, you know, not having seen him. I didn't play Resident Evil 6. So like not having seen him since Resident Evil 4, it was awesome to catch up with him again. Um, having Claire there as well, who I dabbled with in Code Veronica, the, the half hour I've played of it. Um, but really getting to understand her character as well. Um, and they, they did take a couple of shortcuts, like the, it's kind of like Final Fantasy VII Remake, you know. They don't, they can't make games of that scale now at a reasonable budget. So back in the original, mm. for example, you had two routes. You had Leon A and you had Claire A. You started off and you chose this character that you wanted to play the story with. You beat their story. And then you could see how the other character viewed those events. Okay? So if you picked Claire, you could play through Claire's story and then you'd see how Leon interpreted those events. If you want to play as Leon first up, you could play as Leon and you'd then get a second playthrough where you'd see how Claire reacted to those events. And there are these two very different playthroughs where you got to see Claire be the hero in one of them or Leon be the hero in certain moments um, and see how they kind of grew their relationship and kind of saw what made them gel and um, kind of, you know, be these survivors that survived this outbreak. Um, mm. So they, this time around, those separate playthroughs weren't quite as fleshed out as they were originally they weren't they were just kind of just color-coded kind of things they reskinned a couple of enemies that kind of thing um but i still appreciate the effort that went into trying to make them feel a bit more different um but playing through it i mean like it really showed that like jesse said his favorite moments resident evil 7 starting off in that little the little uh farmhouse kind of thing the guest house i think it is of the baker family and now you just spend most of the game in the police station and then you don't necessarily go out in the street straight away, but you do go straight down to the sewers beneath it and it still feels claustrophobic and you can hear Mr. X, the tyrant, like stomping above oh. you and you head deeper mm. and there's a dumb underground tram, whatever. You catch this underground tram and then you go to the research facility. There's a moment where you catch a breath where you get to go out in the streets for a bit Um and I won't spoil what happens there, but like, it's a bit, it's a moment of fresh air, but you really do see that the world is on fire 
and it's, it feels safe when you get back inside the police station. Um, I, I thought that was so phenomenal. It was really well done. Um, and it really nailed all the complaints. I feel like people, like even yourself, Jesse, had with Resident Evil 7. I feel like they just heard that and they're like, yo, we're doing this remake. This is an easy like setup. <laughs> like, of course it's going to be inside. We know the original Resident Evil 2 was mostly inside. Let's just nail it. Let's answer those questions. And it plays I have it exactly sitting on my shelf. Same. Yeah. I need to play it. I've got uh, remake uh, two and uh, two and three sitting on my shelf. Like, like, it's honestly just ugh. the follow-up to Resident Evil 7. It has a different camera angle for sure, but it has the exact same UI. And I know, you know, Resident Evil 7 doesn't have the most uh, really, it doesn't have a lot of character in its kind of UI and things like that. Um, so it, it does feel a bit like they're just recycling some of that stuff. Um, but it really does just feel like a progression of what they started with Resident Evil 7. Um, and then, I don't know, man, like, have, did you guys play Remake 2 at all? Play the demo. No, Loved I've, it. I've owned it on Steam for a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just, just yeah, I've, I've never, never... It's Again, it's one of those games I've been looking at and I go, I've, I've seen loads of friends play it and talk about how much fun they had with it and gone, cool. I know for a fact I will enjoy it. I just need to dedicate the time to it. And then Final Fantasy fourteen is like, hey, <laughs> what's up, man? <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> I'll be there in a minute. Oh, we, that was a good like month. Oh, that was that wasn't that the whole um, yeah, they broke in the same like few weeks, didn't they? What did? Hmm? I think oh, I'm thinking of number three. Don't worry about it. I'm thinking of Resident Evil three. I'm off oh. my mind. Yeah. That whole, like, uh, yeah. the, like two months where just a shit ton of really good games came out. Yeah. Yeah, um, it was pretty full on. That yeah. was Resident Evil 3. So, you brought up Mr. X. I'll bring up something. So, you said this version took away a little bit of the zaniness, a little bit of the goofiness. Yeah. But like, the fandom that, brought sorry. it right back. Sorry? <laughs> well, like, with <laughs> that, I mean, like, I'm terrified of spiders. Nothing I hate more in the world than spiders. Resident Evil 2, original Resident Evil 1, like ton of spiders big old disgusting looking spiders and i was terrified the entire time playing through resident evil 2 remake waiting for them to show up thinking that they were like trying to play a bit of a psychological angle where they're like you thought the spiders were going to show up here just like they did in the original nope they're just around the corner buddy like we're going to put on your shoulder on you. the whole time yeah <laughs> that's exactly um but yeah it's things like that walking behind you carrying the camera so <laughs> they, what i really like they, they don't have, have the spider enemies, for example, you know, they, that big old alligator enemy, it's kind of like a QT. It's kind of like a, you know, cinematic sequence now. Um, things like that. They've just kind of dialed it back to make it more about the zombies, which I guess is what a lot of people like about these games. I mean, I, I'm fine with whatever. If I'm that's, fine with that's it being crazy. I think that's definitely the way to do it. Yeah. That's definitely the way to do it. I just feel like what I the like, franchise has gone the, uh... so far beyond that. It's hard to dial it back to that, but I feel like, a remake's a good way to dial it back to that. <laughs> yeah. The fandom with the mods, with Mr. X, they brought Zaneus <laughs> back. So the best mods I've seen so far is they've replaced him with Thomas the Tank Engine, a la Skyrim. Yeah, um, man. The, the mod that makes X gone give it to you play every time he enters the room. <laughs> the first time I saw that, fucking lost my Dude, mind. I've seen so Bob good. Belcher from X Bob Burgers. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> Ronald McDonald's been in there. There are just so many that people have just replaced. It became such a good model of advertising via memes. Kind of like, a, kind of like a Skyrim kind of thing. Where yeah, yeah. if I saw somebody... 
tweet something about Resident Evil 2 gameplay, I'm like, okay, I've seen enough. Like, I'm not that interested. If they were like, hey, here's the newest mod here's for this it. ridiculous mod X, I made. I'm, like, I'm watching that. I watch it. I'm like, I need this game. Because not only is that part quite funny, the gameplay looks gorgeous. The, um, it feels tense. If that wasn't, you know, Bob Belcher running around trying to kill people, I would be scared. <laughs> but instead, he's, he's walking around <laughs> asking, you know, coming up with names for different burgers and stuff like that. Makes <laughs> me so happy. I love a good remake. Kill, uh, Kill, did you play two or three? The remakes? Uh, I've played the demo of two. It was fantastic. Um, it looks incredible. It feels good to play. It runs and really again, well. It's a... Yeah, it does. It's it's it just has a smaller focus, and that makes it less overwhelming. And there's a less that I need to like just be on top of. Like I don't need to understand this character and that and this thing and this event that happened at this time. Like I don't know. I just re- I like what it has. I just do not have time to dedicate the new games anymore. One of the um things that I guess he couldn't really update this because it would be quite a substantial update to the to number two was the logic of the puzzles is still very dated. And I mean, Resident Evil is very much a puzzle puzzle game. There are some really cool puzzle games, um, puzzle mechanics in each game. But like in the demo, when you need to cut some police tape, or you have to remove some police tape to flick a switch, you need a knife to cut that. And in other games, like, log- like logically, you could use a number of things to get rid of that tape. Like take it off with your hands. But this game's like, nope, one solution, knife new zombies, go get the knife. And I just like the idea that this cop's like, oh, can't escape from here. There's there's police tape over the switch and we've been told not to remove the police tape. <laughs> <laughs> zombies kill him. He's like, I, I did the right thing, though. That frazzles my brain, that type of stuff. Um, but Josh, you didn't feel the same about Resident Evil 3, did you? No, I loved it. <laughs> I love I Resident Evil 3. I love it more than most people do, man. I know Resident I Evil 3 was received very differently. People yeah. didn't vibe with it. Yeah, which is so weird. I think, I th- like, all it comes down to is, of course, it's a more rushed remake. And Resident Evil 3 in the first place wasn't as big or as bold or as exciting as Resident Evil 2 ever was. So immediately, lower your expectations. This is this wasn't meant mm. to redefine expectations. Heck, Resident Evil 2 was in development for like Resident Evil 2 remake, excuse me, was in development for almost 8 years. Like these games don't just come out of nowhere. And it's like Resident Evil 3 remake really was like spotlighted. It was it was um greenlighted, excuse me, in like the last year or two of RE2's development. Um and what happened was you look into it. I did a whole piece for it when we first launched story mode, which I really do implore people to check out. I did a lot of research on that. Like the hidden like development story of Resident Evil 3 remake, like Capcom like bankrolled two new comp like two new development studios to make Resident Evil games. What they did was they hired people that were veterans from the franchise. The the people that made Resident Evil 4 what it was. The people from Platinum Games, they like literally stole one of the creators, one of the founders of Platinum Games to come over and be like, wow. Yeah, to like actually be like, yo, like we want you on Resident Evil 4 remake. First up, let's test things out. Let's test out this new team. Hop on Resident Evil 3 remake. They hopped on Resident Evil 3 remake and it wasn't Resident Evil 2 
you know? It's it's such a different vibe. It's kind of cheesy. It's really corny. There's lots it of is. one-liners. Mm. Like at one point, Nemesis, who is, you know, big old scary guy, the scariest mother flipper you'll ever meet. He He's on fire. You set him on fire with kerosene and he jumps yes. off a bridge yeah. into water. And Jill's just like, fucking try to chase me, you dumb bitch. <laughs> and you're like, was <laughs> yeah, that really necessary? Yeah. Nobody's around. <laughs> like, what the hell? Would you, and it's okay. just, would you not say that? What? <laughs> I know. No, probably would be like, when would I get the next no. chance of this on that quote? I can't remember really it there. No, for me, it would be a matter of right. I need the nearest fucking clothing shop. Well, it's like, it's not even, it's not even like a good, like, one liner. It's just like, it's so just like, yeah, you guys have heard my just, puns. I can't come up with good things in the moment, okay? I would say something like that. Yeah, <laughs> hope you like it down in the what you. Fuck you! And I walk away. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I hope you like. I hope like, you know how to cool. swim because the currents are quite strong at <laughs> yeah. this time of year. Like, Nemesis, not original. like Nemesis, because you're in the ocean. I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> even in the original, like there was a little dodge mechanic. Here, it's amped up to the max, where like they have a full on. Like, um, I'm not sure if you played like Bayonetta or anything like that. Like they have witch time where you dodge at the last second. Yeah. Everything slows down and you're able to like get a parry attack in. This is a Resident Evil game that has yeah. parry attacks. Like it's so, it's, it's so fascinating that it was marketed as this follow-up to RE2 when in actuality it's, it's this whole different beast. It's this big old character action game that is brazen and crass and bloody and it's, I love it. <laughs> like you literally oh. kill the final boss by getting a giant cannon and you ram it in his mouth and you grab your foot and you fucking kick it into his mouth and you feel it rub up against his teeth. And then you just like, go like choke on this and then you fire it up and it literally explodes. It's just such an awesome, awesome yeah. action packed. That's gorsets. so fucking cool. It's so cool. Well, man. yeah. Cause I, I was watching someone play through it. Um, and yeah, I remember like even like the very first time you meet him, yeah, you, you shoot him with a fucking RPG, <laughs> right? Just like just immediately, like immediately, you're on like this burning rooftop, and you're like, ah, crap! How do I get out of here? Uh, and then you, oh, there just so happens to be an RPG yeah, on top of my of apartment <laughs> roof, but you know, you grab that and you just fire at him, and like, cool, I think he's done with for now. <laughs> and then he shows um, up ten minutes later, and Jill's just like. Uh, <laughs> this can game, you not please I'm having game, a bit of a bad day <laughs> it sounds a lot more like Paul W.S. Anderson's movies than any of the games almost it's yeah actual games I, I definitely well, think the game kind of, the movies have definitely fed back into the games a little bit I feel like it's kind of like um well of course Paul W.S. Anderson's films have a lot more in common with kind of that Jill Valentine kind of story um but I feel like mm. more Specifically, it feels more like Resident Evil 4. It feels like Leon doing a kickflip, you know, and just like punching someone in the teeth. It feels oh, like say, there, there's a lot of wrestling moves in um Resident Evil 4, Keelan. There's a lot of wrestling in that game. Like it, uh, it, I don't know if you It feels like Leon making dumb jokes about the president's daughter's like chest, you know? Like it's weird in that kind oh, of yeah. way, Oh no, you know? that, doesn't it? <laughs> but oh, it's I'm it's just like this really out is. there. Um, kind of thing. I feel like it really makes a case for these kind these teams getting started and making a Resident Evil 4 remake. And I feel like if it's 
half as fun as this is, it's going to be a little bit different. I feel like it's going to have a lot in common with your Resident Evil 4 that we know and love, but I feel like it's just going to be a ton of fun. Um, like, I do understand where you're coming for, from with the comparisons to the Paul W.S. Anderson films um, that have copped a lot of ire, but here I feel like it's done in such a... It means well, I guess, if it makes sense. Like those films just feel kind of mean spirited and they feel like they're kind of aping the franchise. Whereas in Resident Evil 3, mm. this is done with so much love and affection and with a wink and a smile. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah. it just feels like it, it doesn't, good. It doesn't, it doesn't take you out of the, like the gameplay and the fun you're having. It doesn't remove any of that. You're, you're just enjoying it for the silliness it that is, it is. Yeah. Sort of inherently going to be. Um, but it, at the same time, you do still feel like the stakes are quite high. That's right. You are being chased by this giant monster. There are zombies literally around every single corner. Yeah. You can just get killed by one zombie if you're super unlucky. The stakes oh, are yeah. high. God, yeah, you do. But it's still got like a little... It, it's a bit It's a bit like going, all right, hold my pint. I'm going to do something a little bit cheeky. Yeah. And you're like, all right, cool. This will be fun. Yeah. It's, it's still, <laughs> and that's what it it is. makes sense in the world that Resident Evil 7 has kind of established for us now, where it is more grounded and it's more realistic. Um, I feel like more than anything, it just cements Jill as just this badass um, that Jill I really like this yeah. different interpretation of. And it really separates her from some of the other yes. more straight-laced kind of characters um, without well, turning her into some weird flanderized character she isn't. It's just a really different interpretation that's a lot of fun. And I think a lot of people could get a lot out of it if they gave it a shot. Just don't expect it to be this, you know, don't expect it to be the award-winning follow-up, the award-winning follow-up to Resident Evil 2 you know it's something different and it's fun it's also a lot shorter well a lot shorter that basically is 25 years of Resident Evil we've wrapped up we've gone through we could have gone for 10 hours on that pretty easily oh yeah um oh yeah and because of that we're going to keep Resident Evil Village separate um we'll have a review episode when it comes out probably even a preview episode before it comes out because I'm very excited to see um, what happens with Resident Evil Village? I'm morbidly curious, but in a good way, because I think any sort of curiosity towards Resident Evil is always going to be slightly morbid. But the introduction of things like werewolves and stuff like that, and the critical um, feedback, and said, "Hey, go back to horror, less action." But the trailers show us a lot of action. But then again, the maiden demo was amazing in its uh, yeah. build of atmosphere. So I think we're in for a bit of an interesting ride there, but we'll have a few more uh, thoughts on that down the track. But if you want to listen to more of our stuff, or keep an, keeping an eye out for those Resident Evil Village episodes, we are on Spotify and iTunes. Subscribe and leave us a review. As always, a big thank you to Fan Critical Podcast Network for their support. If you want to keep up to date with all your, all your gaming news and stuff, storymodegaming.com. Follow us. On Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at StoryModeAUS. We're also on Twitch, where you can watch the podcast being recorded live with a pre and post show. We're at twitch.tv forward slash StoryModeOz. Uh, come join in. Um, if you want to chuck a couple of buckarinos our way, we are on Patreon. Just search for Fan Critical and you get access to all sorts of bonus goodies. But with that, Simon, Josh, Keelan, thanks for joining in talking Resident Evil. Well, thank you. Good time. Thank you. God, I, I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm stuff, literally going to go download Resident Evil Revelations after this. 
Yes. I didn't know it. it was on Switch. Absolutely. And I, I've got no excuse, so. It, it's on Switch. It's on Steam. Uh, it's on PS4, I think, as well, yeah. and Xbox One. Um, so, I th- I, yeah. Cool. Play it on a 3DS. It. It's Just good. play it. Just play it. Yeah, grab, grab your 3DS. Dust it off. Um, yeah, I'm going to do that, and I'll uh, maybe have some thoughts in the uh, pre-show next week. But with that, we bid you all adieu. Thanks for listening. Hope you had fun. Thank Hope you. you enjoy Resident Evil. Hope you're going to go try some of these games that you haven't played before, maybe. Um, but okay. stay safe. Stay away from zombies. Play some games. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Peace. Bye. Bye.